0: hey there Jules here and welcome to Jules loves me the podcast my life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition and it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way so take a nice deep breath settle in and remember the light in me loves the light in you now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin hey there Jules and Josh here we are working on part two of cultivating peace in stressful moments. So the conversation that we're having is about the really tough moments and how in those really tough moments, you can still somehow, some way, get the superpower of having peace in the midst of the storm. Right. right? So in our first video where to start, we just kind of gave the quick breakdown of what we both personally do when we're in those moments and so just to recap we place our hand on our hearts we count down from five to one breathing in and out just calming down as best we can saying an affirmation and then moving getting all that energy out so the first step in this process once you've already gotten started you've already calmed yourself down next is awareness so we talked about acknowledgement right. so acknowledging how you're feeling so the fact of that something upset you right like all of a sudden you're you're bothered you're rubbed the wrong way you're triggered whatever your word is it's all
1: mm-hmm. and this could be several small things that, that accumulate you True. know that's normally what it is it's True. normally not one event that happens that's like you know throughout your day you had like somebody cut you off and then you know, somebody stole your lunch at work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: We work from home. Have I ever stole your lunch? <laughs>
1: no, but I steal the baby's lunch. So I know how they feel.
0: we <laughs> silly. So, in this beautiful magazine, Paprika Southern, we are going over... Will you find the page for me? Sure. So, yeah. we are bringing this article to life because we wanted to have so much more conversation than what was written here for you, so in this part, I'm telling a story that I'm gonna tell you. And then we're gonna move into the first of which is awareness. So I hope I'm teasing you enough to where you wanna buy this magazine because it's gonna be something that is not only beautiful to look at, but it's gonna be kind of a guidebook for you. So the, the story, so what ha- happened was, well, yeah. mm-hmm. so we are in the late spring We had just, I mean, 2019,
1: though. It's, yeah. I love that. I love that meme.
0: I love that meme, 2019. But did you die, though? (laughs) (laughs) No, we didn't die. No, we did not die. We came out limping. But we still, we still here. So, woo. Anywho. The main, (laughs) the main thing was we started off the year with welcoming two babies, Yay! We had two babies at one time come to live with us. (laughs) Left my body. Now they're here, and they need a whole lot of stuff, right? A whole lot. So we're we're you know adjusting to going from having a five year old to now we have two infants, and then we're in this house, so we're transitioning. uh, We
1: didn't. So as far as a, a transition, you know, we did not even. It's not like we lived in this house and then had babies and brought them home. We we bought this house at the same time that we had the babies, and this house was not in good shape.
0: Oh, and that whole story is on the Hopeful House. The Hopeful House podcast. Uh, yeah, on that episode. So check out the Hopeful House; it's a great backstory. So we're in this beautiful house, but it's not beautiful yet. No. In yeah. our mind, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So we're transitioning from going from the airstream into a house, which is was tough. Mm-hmm. Um. And we are doing renovations at the same time, so major renovations, major. Like a whole new roof, no yeah. biggie, nothing to see here, people. And no, I remember at
1: one point, actually, during the night, I think I slept maybe two hours throughout, broken up throughout the night, and then I had to get on the roof for a 10-hour day and
0: work. And it was crazy. It was so, like that on a regular. So then we go into the biggest work opportunity to date, I mean, and, and we've been in business for a long time, and this yeah. was like a huge opportunity, and it was amazing and incredible. We had a very short window to get it all done, and we did it yay! But after all that, so this is the end of May, early June. I thought we were gonna be
1: cruising. We thought that. we were like, I thought we were good. We're
0: like, we, we got all the hard stuff out of the way. Here we go, let's enjoy. And then, out of nowhere, we get a call. My your
1: mom, mom calls me. <laughs> my mom
0: calls and says that my at that point, almost 95-year-old grandmother has been admitted into the hospital. Uh, she needs gallbladder surgery. And <laughs> my grandma, she's not going to play that. She's like, nope. I'm good. No surgery for me. Thank you so much for your opinions, but I'm out of <laughs> here. And so I got on the phone with the doctor, and we figured out that through changing her eating and getting her on a good schedule, we could improve her health. So She needed the essentials.
1: She needed a good diet, she needed to eat well, she needed love, she needed rest, she needed all these. And routine. Yeah, these Which we as humans
0: things. really need. So we get through all, we, we get through all the, the what we need to do. <laughs> and then you get in a car, drive to pick her up in central Florida from the hospital. Or she got out of the hospital, you pick her up, mm-hmm. bring Lela and Mamita to the hopeful house for some healing. And we know that this that's what this house is for, is for healing. And so we understood that this was our next caregiving mission. Like we we know that we have been put in positions for great caregiving. And we totally accept the responsibility. Like we're like, all right, we got this. Yeah. It's it's a lot of work, but there's there's so much Honor that is involved with caring for someone that you love so much you know but that's a slippery slope Mm -hmm. because when you're caring for someone that you love so much what happens is then you start to not only manage their food intake and their water intake and making sure their medications are proper and you know all that kind of stuff but then you start to mentally manage and that's something that I didn't realize I was doing. I was wrestling with fear in the name of love. And I didn't even know it. Like, I thought I was doing okay. I thought I was handling this properly. I thought I was, you know, doing a good job. But I could feel my responses not being as warm as I wanted them to be. I could feel myself getting aggravated easily. I could feel myself just, you know, if, if the schedule didn't go the way that it needed to for the day, that would throw me off. If Lala well, didn't want to eat or if my, um, if something from work came up out of nowhere and I had to focus on that, then that would kind of throw me off too. So, you know, the plate was already full. So it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't accept anything throwing that off, right. you know, it was we like, right don't right throw right. more on my plate. Don't change it up. I'm, I'm working here. And so, and, and it came from such a good intentional place. Like yeah. my intention was to care for everybody. My intention was to love everybody, but yet I was aware that these triggers were popping up. And so, cause let's be honest, I love Ram Das, rest in power. Ram Das says, if you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family. Yep. Mm. So for me, I don't. A lot of people would never, you know, be in a position where they even entertain the thought of having their parents come to stay with them for an extended period. And, um, and our extended period was three months. Just so you know, the, the full scope of the story. So three months, and I knew that it was going to be such an opportunity for me to let go of all those triggers and all those ingrained patterns and all these things that I wasn't aware of, that I hadn't been in an opportunity for them to get triggered and and hit so I could deal with it, you know, so I could heal it and let it go, right? So for those of you that are like, what are you talking about, (laughs) triggers, hidden, what are you, I just know I get mad and that's it, I hear you and I'm with you. So. I was getting upset over little things, and I wasn't able to love my mom or my grandmother the way I wanted to. And so for me, that was like mm, something, something's not right here.
1: And one shift on a day, one simple shift of something—let's say something happens in the morning—would um, throw off the entire day, and then it throws off the entire energy of the house. Of the house, collective of right. us all trying to coexist together, and there's funky energy in the mix, and and everybody's just like,
0: "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So that's one side of it. Then the other side of it was then, slowly but surely, because I, I could feel that I was aggravated, but I didn't necessarily dig any deeper of to like, why am I feeling this way? I was just kind of like, if she were just eating, I'd be okay. you know. Yeah. And then that, that was the fix. It was always somebody else's something, right? So can you feel me on that, right? <laughs>
1: somebody if they, else if did they the would thing. just
0: listen to what I want them to do, everything would be better. Have you found yourself there? Mm -hmm. If they would just listen to me, because I know better in the situation, then everything would be fine. And um, yeah, that's, that's how I was kind of operating, was in that kind of a state. And so, enter in the next clue that something's off. So I start to feel funny. I started experiencing, not dizzy spells, but lightheaded spells. So like all of a sudden I would change position and the room would start to almost go black. A couple times I almost like blacked out. Uh, Blood pressure was normally very low for me.
1: You could not stand up quickly or pick something up off the ground. My blood
0: pressure is, every time I'm, I'm going anywhere and they're taking my blood pressure or whatever, it's like up, it's elevated, hmm, clue i'm having heart palpitations i'm starting to get a little out of breath when this is happening so the dizzy spell the lightheaded spells started to it was like once in a while then it was like a lot more often and then it was like several times a day
1: the check engine light was flashing i
0: know i know and and what was i doing i was like i'm fine I'm fine. My mom's like, are you okay?
1: Yeah. Are you okay? You felt like they were more important yes. than your health. You're like, I'm fine. I'll be fine, but I gotta get you guys. taken. Have care. you found yourself there?
0: <laughs> They're all, they, they need me first. I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm okay, okay. And I'm in this work. Like, I focus on this stuff. This is what This is what I read about. This is what I think about. And I'm still saying, I'm preaching to people. And, and I am taking care of myself, but I needed extra because I was giving extra, right? But I didn't have extra. So I was like, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'll, I'll figure it out. So after three months of changing the diet, going plant-based, increasing water, getting the sleeping under control, all that kind of stuff, oh my gosh, their health turned oh my gosh it was amazing drastically improved
1: oh yeah color came back to the face it was like those
0: like there a, was so much good so much yeah good and you could them. see that not only what they were eating drinking doing but feeling like was was shifting and all the symptoms
1: of that of that condition with and needing the gallbladder surgery just kind of melted like mm-hmm. i mean we could we even, on some occasions, like the thing was like, don't eat greasy foods. These can upset them.
0: Right, you know? right. And
1: we might have even given her greasy food every, like from time to time. Like maybe Like a true,
0: right, yeah.
1: But something that should have triggered it, but it didn't because she was, okay. she was okay. She was building her immunities back up and her body was working. So
0: like they're it. getting better. I'm getting worse.
1: Babies were living.
0: Everybody else is okay, but mama over here is like woo like every time i turn around i'm like like grabbing on the wall it was like starting to become like i was starting to manage it okay that's how out of whack that was and what i started to understand was that again wrestling wrestling that fear mentally managing them you know if you don't eat then you can't take your medicine and then what happens if you don't take your medicine and i was just Future tripping, like I was trying to damage control in the future all the things that would happen, and so we even so, used the
1: future as a way to try to get them back into the present. Right, you know, we'd be like, if you don't do this, then this and this and this is going to happen, and then you don't want that because you can't do this.
0: So and, I was, I was, and they're looking at us
1: like, really? I, it
0: was, it was a classic <laughs> because I, I don't want anything to happen to them. I know, and that is beyond my control. And for some reason I accepted this idea that I could control it and so I was stressing myself out and I was stressing my body out my body was like hello hello tune in to me tune in and so I went to the doctor after they left so they got the all clear to head back to Florida and um, and so then I go to the doctor the next week and she's like well hello (laughs) (laughs) and so Um, once I started to research my symptoms, it was classic with being related to the chronic stress. That's all. I was in a very stressful situation and not because it was a bad situation, it's just because it was requiring a lot of me and I was not in a position to give myself the extra that I needed. So I tell that story to share with you of, you know, I hope that you see yourself in that story of when you're trying to manage multiple things. Maybe it's not only with work and your home, but also maybe internally things are happening, like you're figuring out how this person might feel about you, or you're thinking about how this scenario will go if you choose this option, or you know what I mean? There's so many different things that happen within our minds. and so. What I started to realize was that within myself, there are opportunities for me to be aware, to become aware. So when I started to become aware of things, it was like, uh aha, I would get upset and then I would sit back and I would start to notice that internal storm brewing. And I, and I was real about it. I'm like, I'm upset. What exactly am I feeling upset over? And so when I would sit with it I'd realize, okay, well right now I'm panicking because this feels out of control for me. Right. This feels like I I don't know what to do here and I feel overwhelmed by that. And so this on the outside seems like I'm I'm, you know, angry or really serious or whatever have you or maybe I'm not talking as much, but on the inside, I'm just like sorting through stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I thought for a long time I would think that she was mad at me because it was like she would be, you know, really, like she's saying, really quiet and, and just kind of withdrawn um, in a way of like she was just trying to mentally process everything that was happening. But for me, I internalized that as being, she's mad at me because I didn't do X, Y, Z. And then he, and then he would
0: treat me like I was mad yeah. at him. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: doing the best I can in this situation. And I'm
0: like, why know? are you now upset? So but it's amazing. I also um, amazing. got upset
1: with them for not eating and doing this because I know it upset her. And so it, just, so it was just like a trigger. It was like a, like a trigger it was reaction. Like it just kept going.
0: So really once on we were aware of it, and then it was like, so I'd, I'd sit back in those quiet moments. I would sit back and I would, I would pay attention. I'd watch my thoughts. I'd go okay you're upset about that and so the most important thing about that core step in cultivating peace is that awareness and is being witness to it because if you don't then you'll blindly react to whatever it is you're feeling and a lot of the times you're not even sure what you're feeling you just know you're feeling all of it you know maybe it's like you're even feeling the physical side of it and your face feels hot or you're tingly or you know your stomach is turning, you know, you've got a headache, you've got these other things that are, and you're just like, ah, you know? But if you don't allow yourself to sit back and see what's happening as the witness, understanding that these are natural human emotions. This is not you, the emotions are not you. And I think that's a big thing too, is like mm-hmm. we tend to think like, Oh well, I am my emotions. I'm, right, and we say things like, "Oh, you're you're too sensitive," or "You're you're being you're overreacting right now. You're being hypersensitive." And it's like, when really it's it's that our our nervous system and our our whole body as as a whole is reacting to things it's being you know? assaulted.
1: Your your right. nervous system is being assaulted constantly. And why is
0: it being ex- assaulted? Because. <laughs> let me nerd out real quick about the brain so what happens is fight or flight is now in motion you're upset bing your amygdala is triggered super fun word to say so that's triggered and it's going to pump cortisol into your body okay you're going to have the cortisol gear it up
1: you're ready to go you're ready to fight and or And you fly. know
0: what and adrenaline mm-hmm. so now i got all this stuff surging on top Of the story that's now rolling through me. So I'm like, got a story going. I've got all these stress hormones going. Yeah. Do you think that's a good place to make some decisions?
1: Well, you could consider that stuff to be like, remember the rocket fuel that we talked about before? (laughs) Yeah. So if you have a rocket fuel that goes in a really bad direction, Mm -hmm. then, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) you'll get in the car and go in the wrong direction super fast. So, the whole thing about that, and I want you to understand, because once I started to understand that this is human, it didn't feel so personal. It didn't feel so something's wrong with me. It just felt like now I understand this is what my body's doing right now. Right. And so it gave me an opportunity to insert more acceptance and also more compassion and go, okay, you're not being a drama queen. You're not like, overreacting You're just, your body's doing the thing. You triggered your body. Okay. So that's why breathing, bringing it down, trying to reconnect your brain. Because what also happens when that alarm goes off is the front part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, is (laughs) (laughs) the front of your brain. Is going, is, is going offline, and this is the command center. Uh-oh. This is like where all the, the good stuff, this is where your emotional stability is, this is where your higher functions, like your higher thinking, all of this is right here. Is
1: that why when I'm like really mad, I can't figure out how to get myself back to a good place? Exactly,
0: part? you can't figure out like, anything. All
1: I see is the negative sometimes, I'm like I can't see anything
0: positive. Right, 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 and so, and that, is totally normal and that is how you will feel when that is happening on a on a biochemical level not even on a you're being so sensitive kind of thing you know it's just like oh well these this is what these hormones or these these stress chemicals in my body make me feel like right and so when that command center is offline think about when your phone or your computer goes offline it's not gonna work the same, right? So think about that. So, hey, your phone and your computer always works better if you turn it off for a minute and then let it catch up, right? That's true. So think about yourself that way. Give yourself some patience. So you wanna step back, insert that pause, and say, okay, I know that this is what I feel like when I get triggered, so what do I do next? So by witnessing the storm, You're going to give yourself an opportunity to just give it time to reconnect, get that command center back online so you can have access to your higher consciousness, to your wisdom, to the things that you really want to say.
1: When you say witnessing the storm, are you like, would that be um, sort of like. I mean, I understand it's kind of like watching the fight happen, but where are you witnessing from? Like what part of you is actually watching if you're not, like what is your mind doing in the time that you're actually witnessing the storm? Are you, you
0: know Yeah, what I mean? like, that's a really great question. And so something else that our, our minds do, our bodies do as humans is, so when you're upset, the left side of your brain is now going to try to figure out what's going on. You're gonna to try to figure out how you feel. You're going to try to piece things together that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's going to try to. So what happens is you're not only going to piece together things and put it together. You're going to cherry pick the stuff. You're going to pick the stuff that makes sense sense to Mm -hmm. you in your state, your reactive state. And then you're going to put together a story. And then you're going to say, well, that person didn't show up when I needed them because they don't care about me. Well, do you know that's true? Well, I can't know it's true in that moment. So I can make a choice. I can either continue to support that negative story or I can say, well, I can't know it's true. So let me go do something positive that moves me towards feeling better. And then so that cherry picking is called confirmation bias again supernatural it's just what we do you think oh well that sounds pretty dramatic but it's just human it's just human and the more that you can accept your your human nature as just it's you know it's just natural then the less the less you'll be likely to to judge it and feel shame about it or to feel angry about it or feel confused about it.
1: So do I need to stop the story? Does the story need to just stop? Because I don't know how to do that.
0: Well, your question was, what are you witnessing? So for me, I'm witnessing the story. I sit back and I go, oh, that's the story I'm telling myself. So a very quick question I ask when I'm in that situation is, what's the story I'm telling myself? And then I realize, I'm like, okay, I got it. And sometimes that story includes you. Mm-hmm. And then I go to you and I say, hey, so the story I'm telling myself is, and I'll tell it to you. And then you can then say, no, that's not at all how I feel. Or, oh, I was kind of feeling this, or that's 100%. You can, you can validate it for me or correct me and say, no, that's not how I'm feeling. And then we can identify if there's a misunderstanding there and we can do what we need to do. So now as far as you out there how what do you do with this information it's the quickest way that I was able to kind of jolt myself out of those that that story because the story playing in my head was if I don't take care of them the best way possible something's going to happen and it will be my fault or I could have avoided something And if I, if I overlook something, then that's where it's going to catch me slipping, you know, so. Right. But this is just naturally what was happening. So when I allowed myself to insert the pause, pay attention to the story that I was, that I was telling myself and I heard those things, I immediately was like, wow, I'm all up in God's business. 'Cause I have no control over it and that's the truth of it. As much as I would love to have control over that, I mean who who wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Like I can keep my loved ones protected. <laughs> if I can just keep them in this bubble, right? I'm yeah. sure all the parents feel that way about their yeah. children, right? Can I keep my kids in this bubble. Right? Tight so protected So what lock. I what I realized was that if I can, you know, call myself out on it and identify what it is I'm feeling, then I can make myself feel better by telling myself something that's true. So I pay attention to the story, got the story, and then I and then I realize that there's nothing I can do. It's it's not my business. And then I would say that not my business. Immediately, you're like, you laugh because it's so sassy. You know, how many mm-hmm. times I'm, I start to like go down it and I'm like, not my business. Yeah, and then it's just gotta, like, you just laugh at it because you like, recognize your You in realize the story. like there's nothing I can do about it, nothing I can do to, to help that person other than help myself right. and, be, mm-hmm. and be as level as I can be. And that is me focusing on what I can control, which is how I respond to things. Right. And so when I'm in that space, I'm not only better to myself, but I'm better to those around me. And so, you know, the mood was always lifted when I could just keep myself in that good space, you know, of just remembering to check myself, remembering that awareness. So that's why, to me, awareness is is so important. And, And like I said, that core step in making sure that you are aware of what's going on, what really, really is going on and then your story, if, if your story, if you can't check it with somebody, then make the decision, make the decision. Like you probably cannot back it up with facts. And if you can't back it up with facts, you can't really know if it's true. So what do you have to gain by keeping the story going? More suffering? That's not, that's not in alignment right. with what I'm after. What I'm after is my peace. What I'm after is is feeling calm, right? I'm I'm looking for more joy in my life. And like I said last video, and if it cost me my peace, it's, it's too so expensive. expensive. Yeah. So that's when I remember that and I'm like, mm-mm, I gotta do a I gotta make a better decision here.
1: And you gotta call yourself out. You know, there's there's times when um when you feel like the the things that are rattling, the story you're telling yourself, it's all full of facts. You got all the facts, you know everything. But when you sit back on it, you're like well, I don't really know that's true. I don't know that's true. Do either. you know
0: how many times I have told myself something like...
1: Because is... you base it on your past but knowledge. N- like, right,
0: right, right. Like, or, Clearly,
1: or... because that person always does this. That's what they did this time, too.
0: And you always think you know better than everybody else mm-hmm. inside. So there have been times where I'm like, it is 100% going to be this. And then it will 100% be wrong. Wrong. <laughs> and that's are <where laughs> like, you can't ever know. You just can't ever, you know... You can't ever just let yourself go loose on it, because unless you want to suffer, it's up to you. Suffering is optional, and that's what I learned, and that's what I took responsibility over was my own suffering. I got tired of dragging myself through the mud, you know, feeling so bad and so low and so hurt. You know, it it was like physically hurting my heart. You know, I I don't know if you've ever been there, feeling like. Just the pain, just the weight of something in my mind physically hurting my heart, Mm -hmm. you know, physically hurting my stomach, physically hurting me, like what? And the thing is, is that if you're not aware of it, if you don't call that out, it's just going to keep happening because your body's just doing what it's doing. And that cortisol and that being in your body for an extended period of time is toxic. You know so we know that that's where you know chronic illness comes from chronic is having routine. having all of that stuff so you've got you know a list of a list of different medical issues that you know come from that place so after i tell myself you know i call myself out i have the awareness i have that moment I then follow up with saying something good, so that's what we were talking about, so you calm yourself down. When you're touching your heart, you're reconnecting your command center to back to your body. So like When you're touching your heart, you're getting it back online. Mm-hmm. You're reconnecting because you're like, okay, I'm calming down. Understanding that that's what you're doing is such a gift to yourself because you're like, I'm not going to allow myself to just feel terrible. And get sick. I'm not going to do it because I know that my goal here is to feel better. So, I then hijack that energy because remember, adrenaline is involved, mm-hmm. and we got to clear that stuff out. So, the thing we do is we call it shaking our sillies out. So, this is what we do with our five-year-old, and it's so awesome because he he went through, you know. I mean, kids always feel like a wealth of emotions, but he felt upset and then he felt better and then he was still acting out a little bit over dinner. And I asked him, I said, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? And he looked at me, he said, mama, I just got to shake the sillies out. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, dude, you, you felt a whole lot in your, in your little body and then you feel better, but you didn't actually move and get that energy out. Get rid of it. And so we just started shaking our arms and shaking our hands, and you were um, doing bath with the twins. And so he and I were just together at the dinner table, and we were just shaking and just, and and it was an awesome opportunity to help him learn how to take care of himself when he's in a tough situation. And so I encourage you. So whatever, insert whatever you know, adult time out you need, whether it's going outside, whether it's shaking the sillies out and, you know, putting your favorite song on and dancing it out, which changing the air is, is major. So changing the vibration in the air with music is awesome. Changing the the smell, so lighting a candle candle or putting on some incense or something. All major things to kind of just help you. And you have to think about what is going to help you because that's your decision that you're making that's the the movement is towards the good
1: towards the peace towards the peace and this applies to everybody this doesn't this isn't limited to anybody there's not people that are just like people that are naturally happier naturally have an ability to turn away from their story they have the ability to be the witness and realize they aren't willing to shake their 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 peace and their joy for whatever just happened because it's really not that important. They're lighthearted about those things. And so that's what the the rest of us who, you know, weren't born with that innate ability to just like focus on joy all the time, we have to practice the ability to take stress, witness it, affirm it, affirm the truth, mm-hmm. and then release it. And shake it
0: out. Like, yeah, yeah. Move yeah, through
1: yeah. it and move on to the next stressful situation. And the
0: thing is, is that you said, like, it's it's a natural thing. And, but the, the thing is, is that you can train yourself. These tricks of, like, putting my hand on my heart and counting down and saying peace washes over me. Or, you know, whatever affirmation or mantra I insert into that moment. I am brave. And then moving into movement or, you know, checking my story. These are things that I have trained myself to do with practice over and over and over and over again. Because I get so many opportunities to practice it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I get so many opportunities. And then that opportunity pops up and I'm like, here we go here we go. Let me do it. Let's try I know, this I know, let me this try situation. again. And sometimes I rule and I rock it. And then sometimes I do not do so great. And my knee jerk reaction comes out of nowhere again. And I'm like, well, okay, well you got me, but you'll I'm be gonna, amazed on how I'm going to keep working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can, you'll be amazed though. And how, how things will, uh, as you practice this stuff, it will, things will happen and it'll be so natural for you just to, Just to have a positive reaction to something instead of going directly to the place where you always have because that's where you normally go you know those we have to retrain the brain in in a way that brings peace and joy instead of retraining and we're strengthening these muscles stress
0: we are strengthening new baby muscles that that aren't used to doing this so stay tuned for the next part part three because we're going to talk more about those muscles we're gonna break it down a little more on the uh, brain and how magical it is, and how we can actually rewire it. Like we actually have the power to do that. So, well, I look forward to that. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that this conversation has not only uplifted you, let it let you let it you know, <laughs> let you know that you are not alone in how you feel in all your humanness, and know that that duality exists. You are human, but you're also a beautiful divine creature. Okay? So don't forget that part. And we're right here loving you, sending all the good stuff your way. Hey, and in the meantime of video three, go check out the website www.julesloves.me. There's all kinds of great stuff that we put up there for you. Videos, podcasts, blogs. We got it. So we love you. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired by the sacred space we created today, support and join our mission by donating on www.julesloves.me. And while you're there, take a look around, check out all the videos and blogs I've put together for you and make sure to subscribe to my email list. And for all you social butterflies, you can follow me on julesloves.me on Facebook and Instagram. Want to support our mission even more? Visit patreon.com slash Jules Loves Me to become a patron and get even more food to fuel your soul. Join me next time for another wholehearted story. Thank you for listening. And remember, the light in me loves the light in you.